Welcome, beloved in the Lord. Take a deep breath, let it out. You are in the presence of our God, our Creator, the source of all wisdom and understanding. Our subject today is self-discipline, that underpinning quality that shapes our lives, our character, and our relationship with God. The Bible in Proverbs 25, 28 says, a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Imagine a city without walls, open to any form of attack, unable to protect its citizens, its treasures, its values. This is what our lives can become without self-discipline. It's the discipline that protects our hearts, our minds, and our souls from distractions and temptations that seek to draw us away from God's purpose for our lives. Have you ever stopped to consider the walls in your life? What barriers of self-discipline do you need to build or perhaps repair in order to stand firm and secure in your faith? The city's walls were not just protective, they were a statement of its strength and identity. Just as the city's walls, your self-discipline tells a lot about who you are. It reflects your strength, your determination, and your commitment to live according to God's will. It's a mirror into your soul, showing the depth of your faith and your dedication to walk in the path of righteousness. Think about Joseph, who was tempted by Potiphar's wife in Genesis 39. He had every opportunity to give in, to succumb to the fleeting pleasures of sin. But Joseph had built strong walls of self-discipline. He knew the consequences of compromising his faith, and he chose to honor God above all else. Paul also speaks to this in 1 Corinthians 9, 24. 27. He uses the metaphor of an athlete, explaining that just as athletes exercise self-control in all things, so must we. He reminds us that they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. He talks about disciplining his body and keeping it under control, lest after preaching to others, he himself should be disqualified. It's not about simply avoiding sin. It's about striving for the higher calling of our faith, for the imperishable crown that God promises to those who love him and obey his commands. Perhaps you're wondering how you can build these walls of self-discipline in your own life. Maybe you struggle with procrastination, or perhaps you're easily swayed by peer pressure. Imagine a student preparing for an important exam. They know they need to study, to focus, to sacrifice leisure time in order to achieve their goal. Yet the allure of distractions is always present the call of friends to hang out, the temptation to scroll through social media, the false comfort of, I'll do it later. It takes self-discipline to say no to these distractions, to prioritize what's truly important over what's immediately gratifying. The same is true in our spiritual lives. We are constantly bombarded by distractions, by temptations that seek to draw us away from God. It takes self-discipline to stand firm, to prioritize our relationship with God, over the fleeting pleasures of this world. You may be asking, how can I cultivate this self-discipline? Let's break it down into actionable steps. First, identify areas in your life where you need to exercise more self-control. Maybe it's your temper, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's lustful thoughts. Second, take it to God in prayer. Ask him for the strength and the grace to overcome these temptive areas in your life. God, who is faithful to Daniel in the lion's den, to Joseph in Potiphar's house, will also be faithful to you. Third, immerse yourself in God's word. 
The psalmist said in Psalm 119:11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. His word is our guiding light, our moral compass, our source of wisdom and strength. Finally, surround yourself with godly influences. Proverbs 27:17 tells us that iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Seek fellowship with others who will encourage you, challenge you, and hold you accountable in your journey. Practicing self-discipline is not a one-time event, but a daily commitment. It's about making consistent, deliberate choices that align with God's will and purpose for your life. And now, let's bow our heads and connect our hearts in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today seeking your wisdom and strength as we strive to practice self-discipline in our lives. Lord, help us to identify those areas where we need to exercise more control. Give us the courage to face these issues head on and the strength to overcome them. Father, we ask for your guidance as we immerse ourselves in your word. May it be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, steering us away from temptations and leading us closer to you. We pray for godly influences in our lives, Lord. Surround us with people who will encourage us, challenge us, and keep us accountable in our walk with you. God, we acknowledge that self-discipline is not easy. There will be times when we stumble, when we falter, when we feel like giving up. But we know that with you on our side, we can do all things. Let's revisit the imagery of the walled city. Each brick in the wall represents a choice, a conscious decision to put God's will before our own desires. Brick by brick, choice by choice, our walls of self-discipline grow stronger, and our city, our life, becomes a testament to God's grace and our commitment to his divine purpose. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, in chapter 5, verse 22, 23, teaches us about the fruit of the Spirit. He states, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. These are not just qualities to aspire to. They are the natural result of living in the Spirit, of surrendering to God's will, and cultivating self-discipline in our lives. Every choice we make to live by these virtues reinforces our spiritual walls and deepens our relationship with God. So what does self-discipline look like in practical terms? It's choosing to start your day with prayer, even when you'd rather sleep in. It's choosing to study God's word, even when there are a hundred other demands on your time. It's choosing to speak kindly, even when you're angry. It's choosing to forgive, even when you're hurt, it's making these choices again and again, day after day, until they become a part of who you are, until they become so ingrained in you that they are no longer choices, but instinctive responses to life situations. In the world's eyes, self-discipline may seem like sacrifice, like giving up our freedom. But in reality, it's the key to true freedom, the freedom to live in the Spirit to experience the deep, lasting peace that comes from knowing you're walking in God's perfect will. To be disciplined is to choose God's way over our way, His truth over our opinions, His peace over our worries. And each time we make this choice, we're not only strengthening our spiritual walls, but also drawing closer to our Heavenly Father, getting to know Him more intimately, understanding His heart in a deeper way. Remember, our God is a loving Father. He does not expect us to navigate this journey alone. He is with us every step of the way, guiding us, strengthening us, molding us. He sees our efforts, our struggles, our determination, 
and he is faithful to complete the good work he began in us. In Psalm 32, 8, God promises, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. What an incredible promise. We have the assurance that God himself will guide us and counsel us as we strive to practice self-discipline. So my dear friends, let's not grow weary in doing good, in striving for self-discipline, in pressing on towards the goal. Let's trust in God's promise to guide us and counsel us. Let's hold on to his promise to complete the good work he began in us. And let's look forward with hope and anticipation to the day when we receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 24, 27, Apostle Paul brings us a powerful illustration. He says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Reflect on this, dear friends. We are engaged in a spiritual marathon, an enduring race, where the victory laurel is not a fleeting, perishable garland, but an imperishable one everlasting life in the glorious presence of our Heavenly Father. This discipline extends to every area of our lives. It's not just about the big decisions, but also about the small daily choices we make. It's about our words, our actions, our thoughts, and our attitudes. It's about choosing what is good and right, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it goes against what the world values. And just as an athlete trains regularly to keep his body in shape, we, too, must train ourselves regularly in godliness and righteousness. We do this through prayer, through studying God's word, through worship, through serving others, through practicing forgiveness and love. In our pursuit of self-discipline, remember that we are not alone. God is with us, guiding us, strengthening us. His grace is sufficient for us, and his power is made perfect in our weakness. He is our ever-present help, our steadfast supporter, our greatest cheerleader. With him, all things are possible. And now, as we part ways today, let us leave with this prayer. Dear Lord, we commit ourselves to you. May your Holy Spirit guide us and lead us as we strive to live a disciplined life. May we always choose your will over our desires, your truth over our opinions. Grant us the strength to stand firm in our faith, to persevere through trials, to stay true to our commitment to you. And as we journey through this life, may we always reflect your love, your grace, and your glory to those around us. We pray this in the name of Jesus, our Savior and King. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our daily sermons. If this prayer has touched your soul, don't hesitate to subscribe for daily morning prayers that will help you begin your day with a peaceful mindset. Wishing you all a divinely blessed day.